Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the franchisepreneurs of Walmart. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Mike Thacker of the Work Lodge Franchise Opportunity. And the Work Lodge designs, operates, and grows all-inclusive workspaces. According to a recent study, shared workspaces have grown at an incredible rate of 200% over the past five years. Their mission is to create environments that inspire, empower, and enable our members to do work that changes lives, including theirs. We're going to talk to Mike about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Mike Thacker of the Work Lodge Franchise Opportunity, and the Work Lodge designs, operates, and grows all-inclusive workplaces. Their mission is to create environments that inspire, empower, and enable their members to do work that changes lives, including theirs. Hi, Mike. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Marty. I'm doing pretty good. Thanks. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on to the show. Uh, this is my pleasure, Mike. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Mike? So I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Uh, nice. How's the weather out there today, Mike? You know, it's Houston, right? So it's supposed <laughs> to be warm, and I'm feeling a little cheated because it's about 48 <laughs> degrees or something. I mean, I should be wearing a coat on April 1st. 
And it's spring, right? So you think it would be warming up a little bit in Houston, you know? That's funny. Uh, something, but Houston, Houston is a great place. You know, when I was reading about your story, Mike, I said, "Oh my God!" I said, "You know, for for your story, you know, we really have to kind of go back to before the work lodge came about." You know, I thought that was an interesting how the whole catalyst came about. Maybe you can go back to the whole idea on how you came up with the idea uh, for the work lodge. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so I moved to Houston uh, probably about. 12 years ago or so and originally mm-hmm. I was working with some nonprofits and spent a little bit of time in the church world and and so I started working from home then and then yeah. um I went to work for a company that uh, did security for um for unique situations like kidnap and ransom extortion those kind of things right. and so wow. um I was also working from home there so after doing it for a few years I thought you know I'm on the phone a lot I go see clients but when I'm when I'm working and I'm in the office it's you know, it's pretty soul-destroying just staring at, you know, your own four walls every day. There's, there's right. got to be a place I could go, you know, that's not a Starbucks because of the things that we did. You know, I just couldn't do that, you know, in a public-type setting. And right. I started to look around, but I, I couldn't find anything that, that I wanted to leave the house every day and go to work at. And so I came home and I right. said, honey, you know, I, I think I've got an idea. And, um, you know, we fleshed it out for a little while and, and probably about six or seven months later, I, I, I came across a co-working space. And I walked in and thought, man, these guys have the same idea as me. You know, this is, wow. this is exactly what I'm talking about. It was energetic. It was vibrant. It just, right. There was people, you know, everywhere. And, um, and by that point, you know, we were pretty advanced in our kind of planning and everything else. And so, it, you know, I felt comfortable that we were on the right track. And, um, and so we started looking for space. And here we are a few years later. You're really you're solving a need in the, in the market, Mike. I mean, it's I, I got to see some of the videos, you know, and I saw you doing an interview, and it was great. You're, you're like sitting on a swing, and you're doing an interview with somebody else um, <laughs> in the work lodge. And I just I thought it was fantastic. I said, Oh my God! I said, I I, I get it. This is great. We got to have you on the show. Uh, how do you typically? describe the work lodge i mean if, if you were to meet with like a prospective franchisee and they say you know so what do you guys do how, how do you typically respond to the question so i think i think we look at it in very simplistic terms we, we uh-huh. provide great working environments for people so they can just focus on the business they wanted to focus on right you know the goal is to remove all the friction of facilities and um, and everything that goes with that because that's the piece that most people don't understand you know most entrepreneurs and business owners have an idea and then they want to go and do their business and they don't want to get sidetracked having to deal with all this other stuff that's taking them away and taking their time away from the thing that they actually set out to do in the beginning. And right. that's going to make them less successful. And so it's one of the reasons why we came up with this tagline of changing lives because although we do that through our nonprofit, you know, we really believe we do it through the work lodge as well because when you look at entrepreneurs who work on their own and then we look at the uh-huh. feedback that, that our folks give us, this environment, this community, this network that they walk into and plug into makes them more successful. And where right. else are you going to get that? And, you know, entrepreneurship can be kind of lonely sometimes too, can it, Mike? You know, I mean, especially, you know, particularly when you're working for yourself. I, I've been working for home, from home now for, you know, over like 20 years, you know, and, and it, it can. It could get kind of lonely sometimes. You're, you're the only one there. And, you know, and, and I think of my dad, you know, the old model of, of – I always remember my father. He always worked for corporate America, and he always worked kind of like in, a, in an office, and he was kind of like enclosed, you know, and, and, and he did that for so many years. But it seems like the, the new – model of the offices are, are kind of like more like an open space, aren't they? And I, I think there's, there's a lot to be said about that, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. So in our, in our environments, we kind of combine that open 
flexible, fun vibe, you know, mm-hmm. but still then right. provide people with this opportunity for a private, dedicated space to work from. Right. And we found that, you know, people respond to that really well. So you can have that hour or two with your laptop out in the open, you know, around mm-hmm. the energy and the hustle and bustle. But then when I want to just get something right. done, I can still go close my own door, you know, and be separated away. And it, it's definitely a different way of working than, than traditional corporate America. I think you're right on right. that. But, you know, we're, we're, we're people, people, right? I mean, we, right. Everybody, everybody innately has this sense of we, we're made to interact with others and, and being on your own can be very, very challenging for folks. Not to mention that just the lost opportunity, you know, as an entrepreneur True. and as a, a business owner, how, how do I find people I can talk to about the challenges right. I'm facing or the things I'm trying to overcome and, and actually build a meaningful friendship with, not just a stranger at a networking event that I talk to for five minutes who wants to sell right. me something. I've got, to, I've got to take the relationship deeper than that. And again, wh- where else can I do that? I, I know right. for me personally, most of my friends aren't business owners. So they don't, they don't understand the pressures that, that I right. face. They don't, you know, get the, the, the challenges that we're trying right. to overcome. So who am I going to talk to and brainstorm with? It's true. It's true. And it seems like, you know, a lot more people today are telecommuting, telecommuting, Mike, you know, and, and I guess that has a lot to do with the numbers too, Mike. When I saw the numbers, I was looking at, you know, we read an introduction in the beginning of the show. Um, it looks like it was like, um, let's see, shared workspaces have grown at an incredible rate of 200% over the past five years. That's pretty significant, isn't it? It is. And I think, I think co-working spaces as a subset of that are, are growing even quicker. Um, you know, when we look at the trends and the numbers, and, and at the moment, you know, people band out maybe 1% of total office spaces co-working, maybe 1.5%, but even the conservative estimates are saying that, you know, it's going to be 5% or 7% of the overall office space in the entire nation by the year 2025. I mean, wow. that's an incredible growth opportunity, and that's it's amazing. one of the reasons why we decided to franchise, because we, we want to bring others in to ride that journey with us. Did you know early on, Mike, I mean, when you came up with this idea, you know, when you presented it to your wife, I mean, was, was franchising in, in, in your mind or did it, it's something that kind of like evolved over the process? So that's a great question. And, and it's not the first time I've been asked. And, you know, I've really mm-hmm. tried to remember when it happened. We knew right. from the beginning we wanted to build something significant and we were going to scale mm-hmm. um, a meaningful footprint around the nation and, and, and probably a little bit internationally. I don't know if we thought on day one that franchising was the way, but I feel as though it was always lurking in the background, like, could this right. be franchised? Could we help other right. people figure this out? And sometime early on, I don't know exactly when, you know, we, we had that idea of, you know what? Yes, we, we could do this. We could put mm-hmm. systems and processes in place. You know, we can, we can develop the software that we need to run the spaces and, um, and make this easy enough that somebody could just walk in and, and, and plug in and go as a franchisee. Um, which is obviously, you know, a tagline we, we tell our members as well. That's that's what they can do, you know. Right. That's great. How does uh, technology play a role in, in the business? I'm sure you utilize technology, Mike. How, what, what role does it play in, in, in the franchise? So for us, because we knew we were scaling, because we knew we'd be franchising, obviously, at, you know, at some point very early on, we decided that we um, – we didn't want to go and try and just buy some off-the-shelf piece of software because we couldn't find anything right. that really did what we wanted to do anyway. You know, we, there's a lot of nuances here. It's kind of a hybrid of hospitality, a little bit of property management, a little bit of customer relationship management. And sure. so there's no real off-the-shelf software that does everything 
the people have obviously started to try and work on this now. We, we brought in development in-house, and so we, we have built and continue to build out what we call Lodge OS, our operating system that we run our spaces on. And this, um, the, the, what it does right now or what it will do in the next, mm-hmm. the next few weeks as we push another update through, we'll be able to take you from that initial inquiry that will come into our system to be able to, to kind of show the space, convert somebody into a member, manage all of the relationship notes, manage all of the facility-related notes, manage the cross-facility um, right. you know, scenarios where someone may have space at multiple locations and that kind of thing. We want to make sure, obviously, they can just walk in and work and be recognized as a member in the Work Lodge family. Um, and so it gives us this life cycle of everything we want to be able to do, um, including the nuances that we have that are very unique to Work Lodge. And this is a system that, that obviously we roll out to franchisees as well as the system that we use corporately. So, so we're very heavily dependent on tech and just from a day-to-day perspective as well as obviously from just an experience perspective with the members, how we message to them and communicate to them. You know, we've got LED displays all, all over the place. Obviously, we do things right. like email. Um, but we're always looking for ways that tech can improve, can streamline, you know, remove some of the human element and, and therefore some of the, the risk of something falling through the cracks so that we can deliver that seamless exceptional experience that, that we that we promise to deliver to them when they come in and, and, and decide to you know to work from here that's terrific how, how does it work mike like i mean like what's what's the model like um i mean is it kind of like a gym i mean like how is it you know like if someone like myself i said okay you know this sounds like a great idea i'd like to you know get out of that home you know uh, several times a week or multiple times a week what is the, the the pricing like i mean how does that work is it kind of like a gym kind of scenario or maybe you could talk a little bit about that yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so we're definitely a little bit like a fitness facility. It's, it's a one flat monthly fee depending right. on the membership level you want. And so, you know, for someone like you who says, you know what, maybe once in a while I want to get out of the house. Yeah. Maybe I'm happy working in that open kind of professional Starbucks right. type of a space. Mm-hmm. Then that's what we would call our co-working membership, those open hot desks that you can just kind of go in and sit at and get to work. And, you know, right. depending on the location, they're going to run may- maybe a few hundred dollars a month. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's all inclusive of everything. You know, if you said, wow. hey, I need some private space, I want my own office, I want to be in there 24-7, I want to be able to lock everything away and just have my home away from home, even right. then, I, I, we've, got, we've got offices from the low 600s a month, and, and this includes everything. And I think this is the thing wow. that sometimes, you know, folks sometimes miss. If you, if you ask somebody, you know, how much, do you, how much does your car cost you? Most people will think about their monthly payment and say, oh, yeah, right. my car cost me 2 a month. Or three ninety nine right. a month, whatever it is. Right. But we all know the vehicle costs more than that because you've got to buy insurance, mm-hmm. you've got to buy gas and, and wear mm-hmm. and turn. So I always say it like this is you know, our environments we price it with everything included. So we wouldn't sell a car at three nine nine a month. We might say it's six ninety nine a month, but the insurance is in there, the gas is in there, the wear and tear right. and, and you know, maintenance is in there. So the overall cost actually is lower coming to a space like us. As long as you look at it, you know, in that correct way, our internet, you know, we bring in fiber connections, we bring in redundant connections and all kinds of things that a typical entrepreneur or small mid-sized business wouldn't even dream of paying for because it would be right. cost prohibitive. But because we can share that love across so many people, we can bring in that enterprise level gear and spend that kind of money and, and still make it manageable and affordable. So you get a great, a great environment to work in, but you actually benefit from the invisible tech that, that is far, far superior to what you would normally be able to b- provide for yourself. 
and then and you get to enjoy it all in all in that same very affordable monthly fee. That's fantastic. What's what's been? You probably have hundreds of stories, Mike. But um, does anything stand out over the years? I mean, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since launching the Work Lodge? So we definitely have some stories. Uh, I think I think for me, <laughs> the one that stands out the most is, you know, members get to know each other. Obviously, that's right. what we want. You know, we actually train the staff to to help facilitate that in a very invisible, organic way, and so. Right. I heard of these two members who built a friendship. Um, they were they were obviously both in the same facility, but but opposite sides of the building. And our facilities are pretty big, so you know these aren't small spaces. And so they got to know each other. And they built this friendship, and then I guess they were having lunch one day, and they had an idea of a business that they could do together. And so wow. they created a new business that they worked on together, but they both still had their separate businesses. <sighs> They were independent. And I just That's thought crazy. we always figured that people would help each other, encourage right. each other, lift each other up, share ideas. I don't know that I ever thought some people would actually connect and start a new business on right. their own, um, you know, while still doing something else. And I, that's, I know it sounds great. naive. I, we just never went there, I no, guess, in the thought though, process. Yeah. And, it, and it happened, you know, pretty early on. But I thought it was cool. That is fantastic. That, that is cool. That's really fantastic. What, um, what, what types of characteristics do you look for, uh, Mike, when you're meeting with a, a prospective franchisee? Do you look for any specific types of traits or characteristics? So I think for a franchisee, it's definitely going to be helpful if they've got some business background. Mm-hmm. I, I think right. most franchisors would say the same. Maybe yeah. you, you know, you've at least managed a business before or you've sure. maybe even owned a small business before or something like that. For us, the personality traits are incredibly important. We're an experience-driven business. We're very hospitality-focused. And, and as a leadership, our DNA is to serve people. We actually enjoy serving people. It's why we do what we do. And so we would look for that in a potential franchisee as well. You know, if helping people is a bother, this, this isn't the business you want to be in um, because right. it's, it's all about the people. Um, obviously, things that you would typically expect as far as organizational skills and, and mm-hmm. you know, the normal you know, stuff, but I think for us as well, we're really looking for folks who are happy to be at least relatively hands-on. Investors are great, and, you know, you can definitely, you know, buy a WorkHodge franchise and get it going and forget about it. But, sure. again, it comes back to this desire to want to, to, want to help and serve people and, and, and to be around this energy of entrepreneurship. And so I'm not saying that every franchisee is going to be working 50 hours a week forevermore to buy a WorkHodge, but – right. I think our ideal would be that every franchisee would work at least some hours a week inside of their work large franchise, even sure. when it is up and running, just being visible, getting, you know, getting to know the members, enjoying those conversations, maybe, maybe even coaching or mentoring a little bit. There's so many ways that we can, that we can lift people up and, um, and help right. them achieve their dreams. And the right kind of franchisee, I think, will enjoy that. What, what, what is the training like, Mike? I mean, once you decide you, know, you do indeed like them and they like you and they do want to come on board as a franchisee, how does the training work? Do they, do they come out to headquarters for that? How does that work? Yeah, so they do, absolutely. We, so let's pretend you signed a, a franchise agreement with us mm-hmm. today. One of the first things we try and do is get you in for our, our kind of mini crash course on WorkLodge. And so right. within that first few weeks of becoming a franchisee, we want to get you back into headquarters, let you spend some time with the staff, let you spend some right. time just at the front of house and, and seeing what happens not because we're training in how to run a business at this point. We just need you to have the visibility of what's involved 
so that as you then start to go out into the local community, joining your chambers, you know, networking, visiting with people, you can start to talk a little bit more intelligently about who we are as a business, what we stand for, and, um, you know, we've got quite a comprehensive um, training package that we go through at that point, um, just running through our DNA, kind of the, the heartbeat of who we are versus the mechanics of the day-to-day. And then at a later stage, once you're getting closer to opening, we're going to bring you back, hopefully with your new, you know, staff, and then go through the, the more day-to-day operational training that you would expect over a couple of weeks. But again, the, the first part for us is just really trying to implant that DNA and sow that seed so it can start to grow and flourish within the new franchisee of how we think, how we function, how much we value people, you know, how we serve people and, and all these kind of concepts. And you were talking about, uh, you know, the training. I mean, so, I mean, it's, again, it sounds like it, it's very detailed. So, I mean, when somebody, you know, after they go through the training, they're ready at that point to really operate their own franchising. But I have a feeling that the, the training is probably ongoing too, isn't it? So it is. Once they open, obviously we're going to send staff down there for launch week and make sure that we can be hands-on as they first start to use some of the, the tools that we've given them. And then on an ongoing basis, there, there is some video-based training and right. you know, we'll supplement that as needed with on-site training as well, um, you know, if that's, if that's necessary. That's great. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you, Mike, about is, is the, um, the Gabrielle project. I was thought that was very interesting. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so, so as I mentioned, when we first moved to the U.S., uh, my wife and I moved here to work with some nonprofits. Um, I've got a lot of experience in, in my history of coming alongside um, not-for-profit organizations who are trying to make a difference. And so when we started to talk about work large and, and putting this into place, our thought was, wouldn't it be great if we could take this for-profit business and, and, and somehow change the world? And so we built this Gabriel Foundation at the same time before we actually opened. And the mm-hmm. goal is for us to take um, the majority of our profits from WorkLodge and fund them into the foundation so that we can find projects and things to do that will absolutely tangibly change lives. And, and so we look right. for very specific things. We've got three areas we focus on. We focus on um, children or, or, or you know, young people in situations where they can't help themselves. We focus on victims of human trafficking. And, um, and then beyond that, we look for um, people in general that have a very specific, unavoidable situation that's come up. So something like Hurricane Harvey hit in Houston. Clearly, we, we help some families there. You can't really you know, avoid the fact that a once-in-a-lifetime hurricane comes through and you know, places that never flooded all of a sudden are underwater. Um, but that's the smallest piece of what we do. So in the last couple of years, we built orphanages out in India. Uh, we built water wells out in Cambodia. We work with a, a, an organization that rescues human trafficking victims in Thailand. We actually work with an organization here in Houston that provides rehabilitative counseling to victims of human trafficking. And um, also in Houston, we give away about a million dollars of, of food to families in need. And we've been doing that now for almost seven years. One of the... Um one of the questions I wanted to ask you, Mike, was maybe you could talk a little bit about what is a typical day like as a franchisee for the work lodge. I imagine that, you know, every day is probably, you know, there's some similarities, of course, because it is a franchise and you have systems in place. But, um, you know, what is a typical day like? I'm sure there are differences, too, because you have different clients coming in, don't you? We, we do have different people coming in. So the majority of the folks who come into our spaces are going to be the members who work here. So you get these mm-hmm. great opportunities to build 
you know, to build relationships with lots of other entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners, you know, in what we call micro moments, because obviously you only see them right. for little pockets of time as they're going to focus on their business and, and rightly so, that's what they should be doing. But then you also do get visitors who come in for conferences and meetings and we'll sometimes get outside companies that come in. And so, um, you know, I'm looking at McDonald's right now they're in one of our meeting rooms here and they're doing some off-site mm-hmm. training or, or, or something like that. And so it's great for us to be able to get to know our, our local community of businesses, you know, through those kind of things as well. And then you're going to get folks who come in because they want to see the space and they want to understand right. what we do and, and how we can help their business. And so you're going to get this chance to, to, you know, to visit and, um, and meet with, again, community-based entrepreneurs and, and business owners, you know, on a, on a day-to-day basis and, uh, and get to know them. So we, we get to touch a lot of lives. That's great. One of the questions I wanted to ask you, Mike, is, you know, the, the majority of our listeners, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, most of them have it in their mind that they want to go into their own franchising. But, you know, now that you're, you've, you've been active in franchising for some time, you know now that there's a lot out there to choose from. And we find that, you know, in doing the show such a long time that most of our listeners are confused in the beginning process. They don't know where to begin because there's so many different industries. There's so many different choices from everything you've learned up to this point, because, you know, I've, I've sensed in studying your backgrounds, you have this entrepreneurial spirit. What advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? I think for folks looking for a franchise, obviously you need to ask a lot of questions um, but I think more importantly than that, make sure you, you're looking at things that really align with who you are as a person. That right. You're right. There's lots of opportunities, and they're all going to promise you that they're going to make you successful. They're all going to promise right. you that you're going to make money off them. And, and, you know, for the most part, a lot of them you probably, you probably can make some money on. So, you know, that in my mind shouldn't be the driver. I think the driver is what aligns with who you are as a person. You know, what's going to give you the most enjoyment out of your day-to-day operations once this thing's up and running and I think I would use that to steer you know in the direction that you're going and and also just you know just be open certainly Mm -hmm. we did our first franchise show in September I think of last year and um, you know we sold our first franchise at that show and I know talking to the couple they were actually going to the boat show in the convention center and just happened to stop at the franchise show along the way Oh, never wow. really heard about co-working and didn't know that it was right. an option as a franchise. But they saw us, we got talking, they got thinking. And so, you know, definitely just having an open mind. You know, it, it could right. be something like this. It could be something very different. But either way, it, it could be something you're not even thinking about. So don't don't be so single-minded that you, that you right. miss out on what could be a great opportunity just because you never thought about it. And I think that's what happens too, Mike, you know, in, in doing the show such a long time is that, you know, a lot of people come in and they have this preconceived notion, you know, as they say, okay, well, I want to go into a food franchise and not even realizing that, you know, there are all these, all these other opportunities. And again, you know, when I saw your business model, I said, holy cow, I said that, that it just makes so much sense, doesn't it? You know, and it, particularly when you get to see the videos, you know, and you get to see what, what the inside of your franchise looks like. I mean, it's really is very impressive. And I have a feeling a lot of people feel the same way I do. They say, what a great idea. It's one of those ideas you say, you know, I, I wish I thought of it myself. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is. It's one of those. That's what I said to myself. I said, God, that's very clever, you know, because there's just, I think, such a big market out there. For, for, for something like this. So, I mean, as the, the founder of the company, Mike, I can ask you, I mean, so where do you see the organization if you could look maybe three to five years down the road? 
So our 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 short term goals are definitely to improve the footprint within the United States. And so three to five mm-hmm. years, I think we'll start to go outside as well. We've already looked at um, at some locations in the UK. Obviously, I'm from the UK, as you can probably tell right. from my my not yeah. quite <laughs> southern drawl. And so um, I, I think we'll start to expand that footprint out, you know, beyond there. And I think wrapped around our work lodges, you're going to see some interesting ancillary support, um, you know, revenue streams that, that tie into it. So, for example, this year our plan is to launch what we call Work Lodge Academy, and we want to offer training and support to our members to help them be more successful in their business because it's why we're here. We want them to succeed and we want to lift them up. And so we've identified that that's, that's an area that's lacking and they could go and find a course online or a local community college or whatever. But we think that we can put together some things on, you know, the basic types of areas that all business owners need to be aware of, whether it's bookkeeping or marketing or, you know, the digital world, whatever. And so that's going to be something our franchisees will benefit from because this will right. be additional um, services that they can offer within their locations. But, but more importantly than that, it's also additional ways that we can just do the right thing and, and help people be more successful. And, and again, for us, you know, that's the driver. We, we don't look at revenue first. We look at how do we fulfill the mission first of, of really changing the lives of these folks that we serve. And, 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 and the same for our franchisees. How do we make them more successful? How do we change their lives right. and take them from the, the day-to-day of working for someone else to the dream of owning a business and, and making that as, as fruitful as possible and as easy as possible for them? Terrific. It must be very rewarding for you, too, Mike. You know, I, it, it would be interesting, you know, if I asked you, you know, uh, 20 years ago, you know, if you saw yourself doing something like this, you know, and uh, I mean, it's just it's, it's really it's, it, I, I teach marketing for uh, Purdue University. You know, we always talk about satisfying a need in the market. You know, that's really what you did. But, you know, what, what made you different was you really followed through with this, you know, because I think a lot of us have, you know, we see an idea sometimes, but we don't do anything about it, you know, and you really took that idea and you said, I, I, I see opportunity here and, and you executed it. And that's what I love most about your story, you know, is, and you really follow through it and, and you're in an industry that has just, when you look at those numbers of growth, you know, that 200%, I mean, it's just really, it's spectacular, you know? So, I, I mean, I could really see you covering, you know, the whole United States, you know, I really think there's a huge need for something like this. So I, I think it's terrific. What's the best way, Mike, for our listeners to get more information um, on the franchise and, of course, the service itself for the Work Lodge. Are there, are there any websites that they can go to? Yes, sir. So WorkLodgeFranchise.com will take okay. you to our franchising site, and that's going to give you the basics of, you know, what we do, how we do it from a franchising perspective, and WorkLodge.com would take you to the main, you know, corporate site where you can see our locations and um, the ones that are going to be, you know, announced soon will appear there and then we'll just keep kind of growing that footprint. So either one of those should help. That's terrific. Do you see the concept going international? Like, I mean, it it really is a global kind of concept, isn't it? I mean, it's not just in a particular area. I mean, I imagine most countries could use this type of service, couldn't they? Yes, they could. We've already had inquiries from Canada. I think we're talking about Australia, as I mentioned, I'm looking at the UK. So uh, yes, I, I absolutely do see it as an option. And then um, I think you'll, you'll find work lodges, maybe not in every country out there, but certainly in, right. in more than a few over the coming years. That's terrific. Well, I've loved interviewing today, Mike. I-
Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. For each podcast you get to hear great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews many years now, and you can actually hear this show in a number of different places today. You can go to, of course, FranchiseInterviews.com, where we have our interviews arranged alphabetically. Um, we also have interviews arranged by category. So if you have a particular industry that you're interested in, you can go to the category of your choice and check out all the different interviews that we've done over the years. Um, our show has been syndicated in a number of different places. Of course, you can hear our show on Blog Talk Radio, radio for many years now. And um, you can hear the live shows there, and then you can download them as an MP3. Uh, you can hear our shows on Stitcher.com. You can hear our interviews on, I think it's pronounced, I, I always want to call it Blueberry.com, but it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com, which is another podcast service. Uh, you can now hear our shows on iTunes.com, and of course, you can hear our shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week if you're a diehard fan to our show on Live365.com. And uh, we have over the years over 420 shows, so if you were to listen to Live365.com uh, for two weeks, there's a chance that you may not even hear the same show twice, so uh, that's how many shows we've recorded over the years. But today's Great Quote and Franchising podcast comes from Darren Guccione, and Darren is the CEO and co-founder of Keeper Security, Inc. And what's interesting about this podcast, we had Darren on the show as the uh, founder and the creator 
of Keeper, which is the world's most downloaded password manager and um, digital vault. And Darren is a real um, entrepreneur. And one of the questions that we ask on the show is, what advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur or franchipreneur, someone looking to buy a franchise? And that question is usually directed to someone who has been directly involved in franchising over the years. But again, Darren's uh, Darren is a real entrepreneur. His background is 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 in accounting and business. And um, I thought his response was just as great as anything that we've heard on the show. So here we go with Darren Guccione, the CEO and co-founder of Keeper Security Inc. Amazing. It's amazing technology. In studying your background, Darren, I mean, the, I was mentioning earlier, I mean, the majority of our listeners, again, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, they want to go into their own business and they're kind of like heading towards the franchise alternative. What advice would you give to them? Because you're, you're certainly in studying you, certainly classified as an entrepreneur. So what advice would you give to them? Well, you know, I'm a... You know, my background is uh, engineering, technology. I'm also a CPA, and right. I've always had an admiration for franchises. Um, one of the things that I love about franchises, among other things, is that you can analyze the different franchise models that are out there, the brands, the type of businesses, and you can quickly identify which ones are successful. And typically, you know, they give you a roadmap of what you need to do to execute. You know, when you start a business without right. a franchise roadmap, you, you typically don't necessarily know where you're necessarily going to go or wind up. And yeah. so you get a greater sense of security and guidance when you can pick a franchise model that, A, you know, fits within, you know, your goals in life, your interests in life, and B, you know, provides a really sound you know, infrastructure for you to build a business with a great support system around you. Most businesses that are one-off businesses don't have that. So there's a greater sense of, you know, uncertainty out there um, when a a business owner or an entrepreneur, um, as you've outlined it, decides to, you know, pursue a franchise versus doing something completely fresh and new. I think the risk profile of doing the latter is much greater. So that's you know that's my response to that. No, it's it's fantastic advice. So any final thoughts, Darren? Fantastic interview with Darren Guccione. So I want to thank everyone for making our show such a success, and this podcast has really just taken off over the years, and uh, we got some really great new great quotes and franchising coming up. So uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes and Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.